Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, December 27th edition. We'll just call this 10.05 Live. I am here with Sheedy Award-winning Jeffrey Hawkins. Mm. Jeff, how does it feel to be on a show with the greatest American podcast host <laughs> in wrestling? Oh, keep, keep in mind, McCarron won the award last year. So, <laughs> hey, you keep pretty good company. I know. I, 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 I take full credit for, for all your successes. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I find it silly, the whole awards thing, but I'm incredibly flattered that anybody would vote for me for anything. So, I mean, and if you all really did enjoy that uh, between the sheets that I was on, great. I am happy because I enjoy those guys' work and I enjoyed doing that show. How dare you? I did enjoy doing that show. That's what I was. Not that. That's what I was nominated for. The awards process is fantastic. <laughs> we won a site award, and we've only not existed for six months. I it says I, plenty. I find the concept of awards for creative arts silly. Well, listen, I'm going to say this. I'm not. Jeff. I'm not taking away from your win, Sean. Hey, I'm Jeff, finding listen, the concept. Listen, listen, Jeff. Yes. I got a big fucking ego. Okay? <laughs> so. Let let me enjoy this. I will let you enjoy it. No, you feel. I'm not saying don't enjoy it. I'm. I and please feed your giant blue checkmark friggin' ego. Oh, it's <laughs> a hell of a checkmark, isn't it? Because now not only are you verified, <laughs> you're <laughs> a sheedy award winner. Technically, my site won. You've been hey. validated. You've been validated and verified all in the course of a year. Congratulations. I mean, you know, I. I did leave the most visited wrestling news website in the world this year, which was also nominated for that same category. And we beat their asses. Oh, so this is like this is like someone beating the Patriots in the AFC East for you. Yeah, I'm, and a lot of people are like, Dad, do you have heat with them? No, we're on very good terms with them. 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 But Sean, which one of us is going to be the Bengals kicker next year? Because... <laughs> mm. Mm, I don't know, man. Um, my thing is, oh God, who was it? This was lizard. It? This lizard right here, which my mom got me for some reason with the Bengals logo all over it, will be the Bengals I kicker. Mean, Travis Coons is still available, isn't he? I mean, that, that's who I would have picked. If mm. I were to pick, either way, we got wrestling to talk about. We've got some MMA to talk about. Yes. We got the SmackDown to talk about. Heavily hyped, 
the return of John Cena. Technically, he returned last night. Oh, let, let's talk about that first off. Last night in Madison Square Garden. Imagine being James Ellsworth six months ago and telling yourself you're going to win a squash match at the Garden the night after Christmas. <laughs> Over Jeff, your boy. My cousin. Kurt Hawkins. Cousin Kurt. Not doing the family proud. Um, You know, the thing that's actually shocking about that, not only that James Ellsworth has got a win, but they're still kind of booking him as a babyface a bit here after the quote-unquote heel turn. So I guess they're going to eventually move him back over to the good guy side and kind of get that, uh, for lack of a better term, that, that geek love back with him. Um, No, I mean, God, how happy must that guy feel? Getting a win in the most yeah. named arena, possibly in wrestling, and 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 a guy who, <laughs> I mean, there's a guy. I mean, you talk about your year, James Ellsworth. Ellsworth. Oh year come on. Has to listen. Be listen. In 2015, in 2015, I won a set of tag titles at the Aberdeen River Park. <laughs> so, and I still hold those titles with. Catch, catch as catch can, uh, just scientist Jay Groom. So I don't want to hear about James Ellsworth here anymore. We put him over enough. Uh, I do think it's they're they're using him, yeah. and I mean they they signed him. They're using him. I'm Good. okay with what they're doing. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, the, the what sold this show? There were a lot of things that sold this show, but John Cena was the primary thing that sold this show. Um. Our moderator, King of Cena style, I'm sure he was thrilled. Uh, he's the biggest John Cena fan in the world, so I want to give him a quick shout-out for all the hard work that King of Cena style does in our chats. Uh, go over and register at Fightful.com to get access to our forums, early access to podcasts from Matt Riddle, Shane Helms. We got lots of stuff. Just Fightful.com is the thing to do, guys. Mm-hmm. I don't want to run through this this the whole spiel. John Cena's back. Uh, I was very happy to see him back, even if for short term. The more depth, the better to me. A couple of notes I took. I hate the term WWE Universe. This is a note that I took probably six years ago as well. John Cena addresses the Undertaker chant, says he's not going anywhere, demands a title match at the Royal Rumble, and says this isn't a new era. It's still his era. I'm kind of cool with the idea of an entitled John Cena character that says, well, I'm John Cena, I'll just do whatever I want. Yeah, I, I'd I'd like it a little more if if I thought he was going heel. It's just heelish enough to toe that line, kind of like how AJ Styles is got so many big cheers tonight that he kind of toes the line of being a little bit babyface with the crowd. I, I'm fine with this, John Cena. I thought he did a good job of hyping the night, and I thought he did a good job. I mean, I liked the promo. I, you know, I I like entitled John Cena. I just think they're not gonna go any further with entitled John Cena, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I I don't know. Based on what happened at the end of the show, which we will talk about, Mm -hmm. um, we'll we'll get to that. This was a fun show to me, though. I enjoyed watching this show. Yeah. As you drink, what what the hell are you drinking? Powerade? Powerade option? What the hell? Oh, Powerade Zero. That's... Powerade option. That's yes. the same damn thing. No, I I, I I enjoyed the show. I 
you know, I, I wasn't expecting much out of the show, to be honest with you. I thought it was going to be filler up until the start of the rumble push. And it turns out they, they made a significant move tonight. So, I mean, a couple of them, if you can include the Cena promo. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that my time wasn't wasted watching this and I, and it was enjoyable. I thought all, all the title matches were pretty good. We have the SmackDown Tag Team Championships up next. American Alpha, Wyatt Family, Usos, Rhino, and Heath Slater. I never know how to feel about these matches because everybody besides the people that win have to get beat. Uh, the finish to beat the Usos that, that American Alpha did, the quick little roll-up, I liked that. It was unpredictable. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a finish. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's so funny because people said – the Lesnar Goldberg thing's going to usher in this era of unpredictability, and it hasn't at all. Not at all. Not one bit. Chad Gable suplexing uh, Luke Harper was really something to behold. Uh, that guy, and, and Luke Harper makes himself light as a feather. Mm-hmm. Now I'll ask you this: Did it look to you like Randy Orton may have tried to deadweight Jason Jordan on a back suplex? Oh, uh. Because it didn't fucking work if he did. No, I, 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 <laughs> I, I hope he didn't. I'll put it that way. I, I won't, I won't speculate as to whether he was or was not, but I, I sure hope he wasn't trying to do that. Um, as to your statement as to whether or not this helps or hurts when you when everybody has to lose if you can't, I, I tend to think it hurts because I think yeah. you're taking your four top teams here and and you have to beat three of them in a match as opposed to building a one-on-one feud between champions and challengers, which I think could be intriguing and, and could add a lot more drama. It feels very slapdash to me. And they do not have, I mean, they don't have depth, a lot of depth. They don't have depth. Their depth is pretty bad and, and it's their fault. Mm-hmm. It is their fault. Uh, the Ascension are never going to be more than what they are. Brizongo, they could be entertaining. They're very entertaining in their backstage segments, but they're never going to be a top act, I don't think, unless some some weird miracle goes down. The villains have puppets that are more over than they are. I gotta see these goddamn puppets, I guess. I keep missing <laughs> these puppets. I forgot all about them. Forgot all about them. Uh, guys, leave us a thumbs up in the chat. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You may have noticed... I'm doing the occasional news update on the YouTube page now, so go check that out. Also, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. I don't know if subscribing on Stitcher is something you do, but if so, you can listen to us there too. We also have direct download. Before we leave this, let me uh, let me ask you something. Oh, uh, we're, oh. We're, we're talking about more about this. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought it looked like Orton tried to deadweight him, but you know, I, I wasn't in the ring. I can't say that that happened. I thought Gable played a really good babyface in peril here. He may not. Uh, he may just not have jumped as high as he should have, possibly. Yeah, that's that's absolutely possible. Uh, why do tag ropes exist? Um, I like tag ropes because usually you're you're. I mean, usually they serve a they purpose. Do. They usually serve a purpose, but you know, to keep. You know, so that some guys, although in the WWE, they don't serve a purpose because guys are making tags halfway down the ring when when guys hit the ropes. And, and it's it's a bit ridiculous for WWE to have tag ropes. I'll give you that much. But overall, I mean, it's to keep you a certain distance from the corner. I, I like that t- 
touch, but but yeah, the way WWE runs tag matches where guys are just getting blind tags like halfway in between the ro- in between the turnbuckles, that they they're not they don't serve much of a purpose, unless to choke someone. That's about it. American Alpha win the tag team titles after some miscommunication between Randy Orton and Luke Harper. Uh, I'll say this: uh, these two guys are two of the kindest guys I've met in the business. Very, very, very incredibly kind people. Um, I, I wish I could put it into words, but if you've ever seen them live, especially in – it's it's weird to say that the Columbus shows, the Arnold Classic, is an intimate setting because there are so many people there. Mm-hmm. But those two guys do a really good job of making it an intimate setting. Um, Jason Jordan will point people out and go talk to people that he recognizes – around uh around ringside while he's managing Jason while he's managing Chad Gable um there were there were a lot of things that I don't really want to point out but if you if you see him and you, you've met them you, you know and I had the pleasure of interviewing them earlier this year and really good guys there's this Wyatt friction after the match where do you think it goes I think it eventually goes into an implosion of the Wyatt family where Bray sides with Randy after and throws out Luke Harper. And then eventually it's, it's just revealed that Randy's been playing Bray all along. I think, I think it goes the way that we thought it would. My, my problem with that is I wish they had saved the friction for later and just taken the loss here because it, it removes, it removes kind of the shine from American alpha winning the titles and puts the heat back on this whole Wyatt family story with, with, with Randy Orton and Luke Harper. And that's kind of, I mean, they, they kind of intercut between the two when they should have really just kind of American alpha needs the rub of winning the titles and they need to be put over very, very strong because of the damage that they've been doing to them since they've been brought up in the, in the whole draft and the roster split. So I, I, I wish that they had held off on the friction part until next week on SmackDown. So how far, how far into Rowan's injury are we? It happened in October, right? I don't want Rowan back. I, you know, it's either way, uh, November, December, we're about three months in. So we're anywhere between one to three months. He's going to come back. Yeah. He made, you know, compared to a few years ago, he was pretty good. At least compared to a few years ago. Not in general, but. I'm not saying he's, I'm not saying he's bad. It's just they never do anything with him except, sure. <laughs> except they made him, what was it, a, a wine taster or something like that? Uh, the I, the thing is, like, he and Harper were getting a little bit of a push, but. Yeah, it's what always happens. Mm-hmm. We can't ever have nice things. We had a backstage promo from Ziggler. Yeah, it was okay, whatever. Uh, he's not very good at this. James Ellsworth did a promo to a mixed reaction and said, I know I look kind of funny, yada, yada, yada. Carmella shows up and says that she finds him uniquely attractive. <laughs> uniquely attractive. You speculated that she's obviously using him. Mm-hmm. Maybe to get back at Nikki, maybe to get back at, maybe get her some wins. Hey, I think this is an okay use of James Ellsworth. I'm fine with it. Yeah. SmackDown Women's Championship match Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch. I, I'll say this Alexa Bliss's broken arm cell is maybe the best in wrestling history. Double jointed, you think? 
<laughs> you gotta be right. I mean, you gotta be. I mean, so many people write, "Oh my god, look at the arm! It's broken. It's it's whatever." I think, or, or just you know, maybe she broke it before. Like my brother has an arm like that quite a bit because yeah. he he broke his he fell off of a just to give you some family information for some reason he he fell off of a three meter board <laughs> while uh, climbing the ladder and fell right on his arm and now he can't straighten it out no matter how many surgeries he has. So it, it looks gross when he tries to straighten it out, but it, it's perfectly fine. I, you know, yeah, that, that broken arm cell was something. I loved it. Uh, I mean, she went full like Pentagon on, or Becky went full Pentagon on Alexa Bliss, and I, I'm cool with that. They mm-hmm. started off really hot in this match, but then they tried to do a little too much and got sloppy. Like, yeah, that that whole the whole reversal of of pinfalls that they like to do when when each is kind of reversing the other's pinfall thing just it lost so much steam to the point where it became it sloppy. Always does. Yeah, it always does. I mean, because nobody buys it, of- and also nobody buys it. Nobody buys it. That's going to be the finish. So why do it? Why continue to do that whole thing? That's that's another thing when they you know they said the air the era of unpredictability coming in. Well, then this should finish a match sometime, you know, and say tough shit. Uh, Becky yeah, the, sometimes gets ahead of her opponent. Like it's like her opponent mm-hmm. doesn't realize that she's going for a pin here. Yeah. Well, I, ju- no, I just, not here. But I just, like with a crucifix earlier. I just thought, or later. I, th- I just thought it got tangled up and and it it lost steam. And the only way that that spot really works these days is if it's a two baby face match. And then they get up and they kind of do that stare down where they have fists clenched in the audience. Yeah, this is awesome. Both these guys, both these guys, all that other crap. So I, I don't think it works in this kind of setting right right, right here with, with the traditional heel face dynamic. La Luchadora comes out and helps Alexa Bliss <laughs> win. And she won with a DDT. Hot damn, I was so happy to see that. Also, uh, I want to mention earlier in that tag title match, Randy Orton. Planted, planted. JC Jason Jordan with the DDT, one of the best looking ones he has ever done. Alexa Bliss was phenomenal after this match. They <laughs> said, "Who do you think was under the mask?" She goes, "Ah, she was kind of small. It was probably Sasha Banks." <laughs> and whoever the terrible announcer Dasha, was, Dasha. It was Dasha doing the interview. So it's yeah, like- Dasha. Uh, she was terrible. Um. I would like Dasha more if she changed her name to Dasha Wilder and played a Dash Wilder knockoff than I would as a as a as a actual interviewer. Either way, <laughs> she goes, "This woman was much larger than Sasha Banks," and Alexa goes, hey, "Yeah, you're right. It was probably <laughs> Nia Jax." I just love the deadpan way she said that. Eh, it was probably Nia Jax. And then of course they do, oh, and then they do a close up of La Luchadora. They need to drag Dolph Ziggler and Nia Jax into a promo class with Alexa Bliss and just be like, teach them, let them know. <laughs> the worst kept secret. <laughs> my one of my favorite stories is Jim Ross having to talk about uh, the first time Doom debuted in WCW, which was a tag team of uh, Ron Simmons and Butch yeah. Reed. And it's like we only got two black guys on the roster. Who else could it possibly be right now? It's the way I feel about how this commentary team was talking about La Luchadora. <laughs> so, who was it tonight? And who will it be when they finally pull the mask off? It will be Naomi both times. 
there you I go. was thinking I think I was thinking it was Mickey James at first and then I got a better look at it. <laughs> oh, there you go. That would have been a nice intro for her, I think. But yeah, it's you only got six women and five of them have a program already. Who's left? Could have been Sarah Stock. Oh yeah, could have been Eva Marie. Making her grand return now that she's going to be back on Total Divas, but it wasn't. God, they really should have kept this going. They kept it. (laughs) You mean to tell me they couldn't keep the Eva Marie thing going, but they've had Emelina not show up for 12 or 13 weeks now. Yeah. Jesus, man. We had some more backstage stuff. Nikki cut a promo that should have been like super, super awesome. Like if she wasn't scripted, this would have been awesome. She was like, uh, Hey guys, I came back from a really, really bad career ending neck injury in 10 oh. months. And I've been a part of two popular reality shows. Why should I be ashamed of that? Why are people bitching about that? Why do people think that that's some sort of thing that I should hang my head about? But it, instead, it was really wooden. It was. <laughs> it showed me why Nikki Bella had to come back to wrestling as opposed to getting movie parts. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think they should. I mean, if she's going to give a heartfelt promo, she she more than any woman on that roster, I think, when she is reading a script, sounds like she's reading a script. There, there, she just she can't process emotion and remembering her lines at the same time. So it comes Sasha's off. Sasha's really bad about that, too. Sasha's, Sasha's pretty bad, but well, well, Sasha just gets the worst lines, I think. Yeah. Right, because she has emotion, she just can't connect the emotion to the to the stupid things they write for her, as opposed to Nikki Bella, who I don't think, who I think is concentrating so hard on the word she's been given to memorize, she can't process the emotion in it. They kind of have reverse problems, in in my opinion. Yeah, no, a heartfelt promo about Nikki coming back would have been something, but then again, this whole angle is contrived on the fact that. Natty and Nikki Bella have been friends for over 10 years, despite the fact that they were on opposite sides of this Survivor Series match, and that Natty's, you know, been a heel and then played a fake baby face for exactly a week before turning again. It just, it, I mean, not, nothing about this is really connecting, but I'm looking forward to the match, which is usually the opposite. Usually I'll like the promos and not look forward to the match. This time I'm looking more forward to the match than the interplay between the promos, especially because Natty's not the greatest promo in the world either. By the way, guys, if you are over at Fightful.com watching the podcast, that is where you want to submit your questions using hashtag Ask Fightful. Oh, hashtag Ask Fightful. I'll tell you what I didn't like on this show tonight, and this is just a general note, and it, it goes to Raw as well. We're back to we're back to the whole what's the A show crap yeah. coming back on commentary. And I don't think they're paying this off until Survivor Series again. I don't think we're having cross promotion. <laughs> I don't think we're having cross promotional matches at the Rumble or I mean, I guess you're doing the Rumble is a cross promotional match if you really want to consider it that. How do you? How many people do you think get in the Rumble? Fourteen SmackDown, fourteen Raw, maybe two NXT, or yes. like how will they divide up legends? And I think there's also a chance they may expand it to forty again. I would love that, considering I'll be there. Hot diggity damn! I would like that. So there was not, there was like very little to no filler on this show. Mm-hmm. 
because we're going, you know, we, we've done this show for about 22 minutes and, oh, wait, no. Well, I've got a promo to talk about first. Go for it. Renee Young goes to the <laughs> door of the Miz. There was so much of this I liked, and there was a little bit of it I didn't. There was security all around. And Maurice, I got, if Braun Strowman is the best booked guy in years, then the Miz is either right with him or maybe right after. came Because Maurice did what Maurice would do. She answers the door, and she's like, you better run. You better get the hell out of here because I'm going to beat the living shit out of you. I'm a former women's champion. You're some dorky interviewer. I'm going to beat the living shit out of you. And Miz is like, ah, calm down, calm down. There's security everywhere. He tells them all to go away. Dean Ambrose shows up, beats the shit out of him, and then he kind of unleashed a little cutesy line into the the walkie-talkie. I didn't think he needed to be a security guard. Didn't think he needed to use the cutesy line. Show up, beat the shit out of the Miz. Beat the shit out of all the security guards. Show that you're pissed off that your lady was disrespected. Uh, Jeff, I want to know what you think of this. Although I did I did like it. I liked the premise of it. I liked it in execution. Just didn't like that little bit of Ambrose stuff. I, I also liked it, and I also agree with most of your critique of it. Um, I thought Maurice was fantastic giving that line. I thought Miz's reaction to Maurice was pretty damn great. The whole, babe, 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 I got this. Don't worry. You know, kind of like... Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, I, I, I trolled her into doing, you know, knowing what, he, what is going on, but has also kind of pissed off his girlfriend at the same time by, by, get, by trolling Renee to, to, to slap him and, and has now gotten his own girlfriend riled up. It's like, babe, I got this. I liked that. I, I agree. Dean Ambrose didn't have to be the security guard, but I thought also Miz should have thrown the, tried to throw the first punch also when, it, when he first saw him. Um, I agree. The tag line, the tag was a bit too cutesy for my liking. I don't, I don't think he need to, needed to uh, go into the walkie talkie. I think he just needed to walk off and kind of be a badass as opposed to being jokester prop comic Dean Ambrose again. Cause I, cause I think that's that in terms of the, the way you're going to present Dean Ambrose is kind of a nihilistic yet violent psychopath with a bit of charm. I, I think he should just kick ass and leave as opposed to kind of doing the funny stuff at the end. He d- should do the funny stuff to set up the fight and then beat someone up yeah. and then leave. I like the idea of that a lot better. Yeah. That's a good point. WWE championship, AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler. These entrances took about 47 and a half minutes. Um, <laughs> I started watching this show about 30 minutes behind and I was still maybe like, 15 minutes behind as this as this started from Baron Corbin talking backstage. I fast-forwarded through the entrances, and I was caught up. When Baron Corbin's in there with really good workers, cool stuff like this match happens. Uh, I, I thought he was the workhorse of the match. He was almost always in there, and there was a really cool spot where Ziggler and Styles teamed up to take Baron Corbin out, which I thought made Corbin look really strong. It was just kind of a cool spot to see. Uh, Styles did save a Baron Corbin botch, but I mean, that's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. I did like the end of days zigzag oh, spot. That was fantastic. I mean, the, the double, t- the double team on the table spot was great, but that zigzag end of days spot 
that's a pay-per-view worthy spot right there. I thought I, I think that, that was a great, great combination there. And yeah, no, uh, Baron Corbin was a bump machine here. Are you of the opinion that Baron Corbin doing the end of days is him rock bottoming himself? As Rob would love to troll me and say, um, I'm of the opinion that that's what it is, but I'm also of the opinion that it's an effective finisher for him. Uh, if he has an opponent that's light enough and if he can have the strength to it, like he had some issues with bigger guys, like I think Kane, mm-hmm. um, doing this, uh, I think they wanted to give him a rock bottom type finisher because I'm of the opinion that doing that is a lot different than getting rock bottomed because when you get rock bottomed, you are thrown up into the air, you are thrown into the ground yes. and you have a 260 pound man doing it. Yeah. No, the, the way you take the bump is different. Definitely. Um, but in terms of, I mean, I, I think it's a relatively safe move for Baron to hit every time as well. I think that helps. I I think a delivering a running front drop kick to somebody is more like rock bottoming yourself than doing this move. By the way, Becky had two really terrible drop kicks in that tag team match. Of the, of, the, of, the, of the single leg variety, correct? Yeah, I hate them. Yeah. Uh, especially one off the top rope. I didn't I'm, like it. I'm starting to think that's how they're teaching the women to drop kick. It's weird. I know they know how to drop kick. It just makes them look like they don't have a clue. Maybe it's so they don't have as much impact, perhaps. Oh, Jesus. Styles picks up the win. This was a fun match to watch, Jeff. But uh, what did you think? Oh, I loved it. I, this is, I mean, God. Anytime you can make a Dolph Ziggler match interesting these days, I'm all for it. Uh, just because. But I liked that, that they were double. I like the strategy of double teaming the big guy. Even if you're enemies, I, I think that's a smart strategy. I don't think you're always on enemy. Uh, um, you know, I don't think you always have to be on, well, why are these two double teaming if they don't like each other? I think there's something to be said about in-match strategy that's logical. And I liked this. I liked the handshake afterwards with AJ and Cena. I thought that was smart as opposed to a fight of some kind. It makes that match seem like a big deal. But but back to this match, I, I liked it. I thought... Corbin came off well in both the pre-match interview um, and during the match as just a force of destruction. I mean, even <laughs> even clearing off the table uh, to to do the spot where he eventually got double teamed on, where he's just throwing the stuff without a care in the world. I think that helps his character get over better. And shocked to hear uh, JBL call him Big Banter. That uh, that was interesting to me. That like, was interesting. <laughs> it's like the tw- it's like Twitter speak is now how ma- now made the mainstream. That's weird. That's weird. Oh man, I didn't know what to make of that one. Also, didn't know what to make of him saying that Baron Corbin was a unique combination of power and strength. <laughs> That's a Vince line. That has to be a Vince line, right? Getting uh, fed to him. Gee. I think it's the unique. I think it's the unique part, not the power and strength part, that you're supposed to uh, focus on in that sentence. Sure. Yeah, ironically, JBL blocked me on Twitter because I said he was a better announcer, unproduced. I just think there you go. Yeah, I mean, like Morrow blocks people willy nilly too. So he blocked me once. Uh, Morrow, which now Morrow follows me, oddly enough, but 
Morrow one time blocked me. I know you're an MMA fan. Do you remember the Jessamine Duke versus Miriam Nakamoto fight in Invicta? Yes. Okay. It was an illegal knee. It was blatantly illegal. Right. I said, that was an illegal knee. He said, no, it wasn't. Blocked. <laughs> now, the fight got overturned. Needless to say, he eventually unblocked me. He's a good dude. He just – he doesn't like to deal with shit. Yeah. I thought this was a, a really good smackdown after two real bad Raws that I didn't like outside of some Strowman stuff. But Raw had a streak of about three straight shows that I enjoyed. Almost always over the past couple of months, when SmackDown's had a good week, Raw's had a bad week, and vice versa. So at least I've gotten something out of it. Do you think they go through with the Cena-Styles match, though? Because I I find it interesting. We were talking last week that we thought that the – the the Ric Flair tying title reign would happen at WrestleMania, which would mean mm-hmm. Undertaker would need to beat Styles for the belt more than likely, so that Cena could then take it off of Undertaker at Mania. Do, do you do you see anything? You see them changing their mind on this at all? Well, I mean, there's here's the thing, man. It's like, well, last week. The hype bros were supposed to be in a tag title match. There's right. no way this American Alpha win was playing. Right. So how do you even know from a week-to-week basis? A report came out today they, they don't know what they're doing with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I don't think they have a damn clue if John Cena's going to win right now. Mm. I really don't. I guess he could Apparently lose, we're, but, but the, thing, the thing is, I, I see him – I mean, I don't see him winning the title. You know what? He could lose it, Rumble – Undertaker could take it off on the February pay-per-view, and then they could fight at Mania. That that could be how it goes. We're missing the duel on 205 Live right now. It looks phenomenal. Oh, really? They have a table set up in the ring, and they have items, I guess, on this table, which has flowers, and I got to watch it after this show. If it's but not we pistols, have... get out. <laughs> I bought my wife a pistol this week for Christmas. That's that's the gift that keeps go. on uh, giving right there. What'd you buy her? Yeah. Nine millimeter? Uh just a little nine nine millimeter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh somebody or Andrew Doherty says with the Undertaker Cena match seemingly being teased like it is, can we begin to believe the odds of this hap- match happening are pretty good? I think they're pretty good. I think they're very good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah, it's just how they figure out how to get the title involved, I think, unless they're just not going to get the title involved at all and just do that. But I, I think there's going to be Undertaker's swan song as well. So, I mean, I think it's going to have a lot of intrigue going in. What are the chances of Emma not coming back is due to her back not being totally healed? I, I asked that question probably two weeks ago and was told that is absolutely not why. I think it's very, very, very minuscule. I think the problem is they don't know what they want to do with her for a long-term program, so they err on the side of caution here, and they just keep running the promos until Vince decides to get around to a story that's not on the front burner, which is this whole Emma program, and and gets around to thinking about what he wants to do with it. I, I don't think it's the back at all. I think the back's good. Has AJ had the best opening year for an outside talent? Uh, it's been a hell of a year. 
ever? No. But Rick Flair had a Rick pretty Flair. damn good one. Rick Flair would be my choice, but he uh, and he was in a, he was in a time when there were a lot bigger stars in in the industry, but he was a bigger star. I, I think AJ Styles is definitely the WWE talent of the year. Um, and it, again, if you had told me in January he was leaving New Japan, he'd come over to the WWE, and Vince would not penalize him for his height and that he'd be a main event player and holding the world heavyweight championship, I would have been shocked, but here we are. And he's great. So I want to circle back to this question. We didn't mention John Cena came out after the title match, urged AJ Styles to shake his hand. AJ did that. Now AJ has been getting a babyface reaction as is. And you can hear Cena saying, this is a show of respect and sportsmanship. I almost expected John Cena to go the dickhead route and AA well, he him. Was, he was being a dick here, though. Cena was being yeah. a, di- a dick here because, look, AJ pinned him clean. I, I like the fact that AJ didn't punch him or start a fight either. AJ should have enough confidence in himself to say, I beat him once already clean for this belt. I don't need to sucker punch you. I'm better than you. But, yeah, no, Cena was talking a lot of smack in that uh, – in, in that in that stare down saying, you know what, it, it's the face that runs the place versus the champ that runs the camp. And, it, oh, shake my hand. It's a sign of respect. Yeah, he's he's being petulant to the point of being healed without going over that line. Speaking of uh, that great first year, Ric Flair won the Royal Rumble. He was in a championship match at WrestleMania. I don't think he was at SummerSlam, though, was he? I think he missed that SummerSlam for some reason. I can't remember why. I think it um, came, came in after, but it wasn't the next SummerSlam. He missed. I th- I'm pretty sure he missed SummerSlam '92. Was he? Wasn't he with uh, Macho Man at that time? Yeah, but I just I feel. Like- Let me see. No, that was I'll, that I'll was Warrior one. Savage at SummerSlam '92 because Warrior beat okay. Savage by countout. That match went like 30 minutes. I remember. Um, and then he was in the tag match. It was it was funny because Ric Flair's year like started on a peak, but like just went downhill. It was it was the opposite trajectory of AJ Styles because if you remember, people were like, "Ah, oh, AJ Styles is screwed at WrestleMania when he lost to Chris Jericho," and mm-hmm. it worked out for him. It ended up working out for him. Do we get Connor or Ronda at WrestleMania? I think we absolutely get Connor. I, I would say that I would put the chances. Actually, I wouldn't say absolutely. I'd say 55% Conor McGregor. If Ronda Rousey wins, I don't know. If if Ronda Rousey wins, they'll probably ask her to fight again in the spring. She may not want to fight again. This may be it for Might Ronda. Um, I, I put it better than 50-50 that Ronda does show up at Mania, and I think it's possible with something to do with Charlotte. But my, my thing is my thing is I can't think of what they'd have Connor do because the the de facto thing for Connor would be to have him basically break the Big Show's nose like Floyd did, but Big Show's already going to be in there with Shaq. So, I mean, who does who does Connor get a uh, get a ceremonial punch against to 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 wow everybody? Braun. 
No, because they still see a lot in Braun. Braun's going to be protected. True. Kane might be the only guy I could think of. Oh. I'm going to do Kane. Oh. We get the question. <laughs> Another failed drug test for Josh Burnett. Where does he go from here? Uh, if he's lucky, if he's real lucky, Japan. Yeah. If he wants one more fight, Japan. Otherwise, I think he just goes back to commentating. He told me he wanted to wrestle for about five to ten years after he does MMA. Uh, if he gets suspended for two years, he'll be 41 when he comes back. If he comes back, he's had a foot out the door anyway. I, I got to tell you guys, Josh is a weird dude. Yeah. He is a weird dude. That said, um, I'd love to see a Barnett versus Matt Riddle wrestling match. I would too. Um Speaking of Matt Riddle, Evolve released a little mini documentary with a short cameo by yours truly on a screen. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for that clarification. <laughs> by the way, me and Matt are trying to arrange some sort of uh, a meeting at in San Antonio. I didn't realize Evolve was going to be there. Now mm-hmm. I'm kind of beholden to the people that I am going to this event with, but I think I had some other things set up, but I'm going to try to make it to that Evolve show uh, Saturday afternoon if I can. Evolve, Evolve shows are a fun time. I went to the ones in, at Mania this yeah. past year, and I, I really enjoyed myself, and I had never been exposed to Evolve before that, and now they have a regular customer in me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I watch it, I watch it here and there, mainly because you know we do have people that work for us that wrestle there, a couple of them actually, with mm-hmm. Jason Kincaid there as well. I'm looking forward to it. I don't travel a lot. I don't like to travel, but I'm very excited for the Royal Rumble. It's one of those things, like, I'm not a big gotta-go-watch-wrestling-live type of guy, but the Royal Rumble is something I want to watch live. Yeah, the the Rumble is a different kind of spectacular, I I think. I I think it's one of those things where everybody's kind of geeked out to see where they're going to go for WrestleMania. There's a whole count. I mean, you get to count down 29 times or 28 times. You know, you get to see a few surprises here and there. It's not all just straight ahead forward, kind of like how mania can be sometimes. I, I, I you know what? If if I hadn't gone to wrestle, if I'm not going to WrestleMania this year, I would have gone to the Rumble probably. What else do we have here? Heading into 2017, who is the best bet to win the Rumble as of now? Jeff, what do you think? I, I originally had Cena winning the Rumble, so right now I think it's probably going to be. Jeez. I, I think they may actually let uh, Strowman win. Strowman, Lesnar, Goldberg, maybe some. Yeah. They may rush the Goldberg get... wave. Speaking of Evolve, uh, WWE signed Andrea. Yeah. Formerly Rosie Lottelove. Good for her. I thought she was spectacular when I watched her live and watching her interplay with. Uh, friend of mine and and of wrestling twitter everywhere papa hales they had some uh they had some great interplay another sheedy award winner love me some papa hales uh get well soon papa um, the shape that she got herself into oh yeah after no, she, she was a punchline in tna the shape mm-hmm. that she got herself into just uh, an unmeasurable amount of respect for doing that but between her and sammy callahan i i think the two biggest body transformations of of modern times because i mean sammy's in phenomenal shape now and he he was nothing when he started too so i mean 
Yeah, and I think, you know what, now that, you know, you don't know what Tamina's up to. Uh, I think she fills that role pretty good, and she's a, she has a more menacing pre- premise to, or premise presence to me than uh, than Anaya Jax does. Because Nia Jax, even when she's being menacing, still comes off as as a bit of a sweetheart, as someone whose heart isn't into being very mean. Andrea, yeah. I think, plays that role well, and I think she could play a bodyguard role well, like kind of like she did with Veda Scott in Evolve. I think she could play that role too, and she you could pair her up with a you know, with a Sasha Banks or an Alexa Bliss to have that kind of small girl, big girl combination. That I mean, I always like those combinations, be it male or female. I loved Kendrick with Ezekiel Jackson. I like having a, a short, small, I mean, big cast and Enzo. You know, you have the small guy who has a big mouth and you have the big guy who's there to do the fighting. I, I like those combinations. I think it's time for Tamina to hit the bricks. I do as well. I, I would really like to see her fed to maybe Nia Jax on the way out. You know, this is the the big girl of the last five or six years, whatever it may be, and Nia Jax just obliterates her. And they can play up the whole family quote-unquote shit too. And Nia Jax says, I'm not like Roman. I don't give a shit about my family. Hmm. I care about me. I, I think that would go a long way and it needs to be a squash because Tamina, if it's over two minutes, it's going to be bad. <laughs> what, you don't want a 30-minute Iron Woman match between the two of them? I don't want a four-minute Tamina match. <laughs> the fact that – I will say that one of my – actually, one of my favorite women's matches of the year, I thought it was very underrated, was that WrestleMania pre-show match. I loved oh, yeah. that damn match. That was – yeah, and that was a lot of fun live, and that over-delivered. Uh, the 10-woman the tag you're talking about? Yeah, which yeah. I think I think ten women in the match. I think eleven people actually got to see the match. Yeah, I was one of them. Even Marie wasn't half bad in that match either. Neither was Lana. Yeah, that was they. They hey, it's it's the old thing. You hide the negatives, show the positives. They did that very well. I had a blast watching that match, and I, Tamina was out about a month later, so. Let me let me ask you if you agree with this because I've been watching a little bit more women's independent wrestling of of late as oh, well. Boy. Just kind of adding in things. I think they need a brawler in there to really help things out to help balance things. Someone like a Sue Young or something to that effect. Someone mm-hmm. who can. I mean, you know, I I get that they, for lack of a better term, they do the choreography quite well. But there, there's a certain yeah. fight factor in there that that only right now. Sasha and Charlotte give in the big matches as opposed to from week to week. I think they need a brawler in there to help. Uh, there's a woman style. named if they could get their hands on Ivelisse. Holy, yes. she could, she could. Oh God. Yes. I think she would be a giant star. Yes. A giant star. Like, and if not a giant star, she would be like, the piper to somebody's hope. I think Nikki Cross is going to help a lot if she or mm-hmm. Nikki if she ever gets brought up. Um, I think Asuka would still be a good addition to to the top roster, but I don't see them doing that unless unless they put her against Charlotte in a big match, which I'd still love. I mean, I still want I still want my Asuka Becky Lynch straight up straight ahead match. I, I'd, I'd love that, but. I think they're doing good things with the division. I just I, I want the, the depth to catch up as opposed to having to watch 
for lack of a better term, you know, the <laughs> the Liv Morgans and Daria Bernados have 10-minute matches at NXT Hollywood, which wasn't a very good match. Uh, Daria's like a year in. I think she'll I, I think like she'll da- get good. I like Daria. I like Daria. She's just not ready to be on TV yet. And oh, especially no, she's not, not. And especially not against like a Liv Morgan, so to speak. Definitely not. I... I like the idea of them signing Daria, and I think I think that'll be. I think she'll be good in the future, but she she's got to grow. She has such a great look. She throws great punches before she gets in the ring. I want to, I want the I want <laughs> that to catch up. I want because you can tell she has to hold back because she's so used to training sure. real fighting. I, maybe they should just let Elijah, Elijah Burke told me about that. He had a major problem with that when he started. He yeah. had over one hundred amateur boxing fights and won almost all of them. And he had to go to taking care of people. Maybe, maybe, right. they, maybe they should just let Daria slug people. I think that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> hey, that'd be cool too. Yeah, guys, if you haven't visited Fightful.com before, please do so. I know some of you are watching this show for the first time. We have live coverage of every major wrestling, boxing, MMA event from Bellator World Series of Fighting, Ryzen, where our boy Showdown Joe is doing commentary at this week. I've got an update on that, by the way, soon. Raw, SmackDown, Lucha Underground, NXT. Total Divas and Total Bellas, TNA, pay-per-views. We've got live coverage of all of it and live podcasts after most shows as well. Exclusive interviews. We've interviewed guys like Daniel Cormier, CM Punk, all the way to Chris Cyborg, who may have failed a drug test, may, may not. But, I mean, the irony is we talked to her about her disagreements with her nutritionist a few months ago. Hey, hey. What's up there? Yeah, give uh, Fightful.com a try, guys. We're new. We're growing. We want to see you come there and hang out in those live coverage parties. Go in there. Talk to people. Enjoy your time. Also, Wrestle Kingdom 11. Live coverage of that 3 a.m. January 4th. We have a few more questions. Somebody says, will there be a Showdown Joe show tomorrow? Yes, there will be. Uh, we are planning it for 6 p.m. Eastern. We know that 1 p.m. Eastern is the usual slot, but... He is 14 hours ahead, so 6 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night. I'm hoping he can join me after UFC 207, but whether or not he is here, I am doing a show right after UFC 207 Friday night. Friday night, not Saturday night, like DirecTV. Friday, yes. Friday night. You mentioned that. DirecTV screwed it up. They put the date right, but not the (laughs) day right. Let Let me ask you this. Um, cause I'm fascinated. I'm not the biggest Ronda Rousey fan in the world, but I do respect the hell out of her talent. Amanda Nunez going to a better camp and really upping her training game this time versus, versus basically Ronda not changing anything about her routine. Is With the worst a- major coach in yes. MMA. Yes. I, I'm not an uh, Edward, uh, She's in phenomenal shape. I have never seen Ronda Rousey in this kind of shape, though. Is the better camp enough to uh, bridge the talent gap there? Uh, Here's the thing. It's really, really hard to tell because Ronda Rousey had a game plan when she fought Mm -hmm. Holly Holm. It's just it didn't work. I mean, she circled away from from the, the leg of Holly Holm that she expected to take kicks from. But then when they started to strike, she fought in – she didn't fight in a striking stance. She fought in a judo stance. Right. And the thing is, she got a lot of her power from her hands, from her judo. You'll see that a lot with wrestlers too. 
that they have a lot of that core strength that allows them to knock people dead like Tyron Woodley. Um, right. like, like Chuck Liddell back in the day. They got it from being wrestlers and that core strength. But when you stand like you're wrestling, or, or especially like judo, you're very vulnerable. And hopefully, hopefully that's fixed. What else do we got here? Somebody says, if Cena gets a title shot at the Rumble, why is Taker back early? I don't know if – is Taker back? What? Well, we seem to think because Cena called out Taker that he's going to come back. Sure. But we'd have no proof that we have no proof that he's entering the rumble or that he's going to even be there necessarily. I mean, he's not back early yet. His name is just being bandied about to give the impression that he's coming soon, much like Emelina. If Ryder wasn't injured the other week, would American Alpha be current tag champs? Would this have been held off to the rumble? No, they wouldn't be tag champs. No, no, yeah, this would have been held off, and it may not have even gone down at the rumble. It may have gone down at WrestleMania. King of Cena style says if Ronda doesn't kill Charlotte in 10 seconds, it'd be a mockery of MMA. That ain't happening. No. Uh, the greatest boxer of our generation it took like 10 minutes to beat a guy three times his size. Mm-hmm. So they're it's not entertaining. Gonna, they're, they're going, they, they, they'll let Ronda win. They're not, just not going to let her win easy necessarily because they want to put their guys up mm-hmm. on the level of a Ronda Rousey. A, I mean, a whole, celebrity has never lost at WrestleMania, ever, outside of a battle royal, right. ever. But this whole Charlotte push is in the mold of Ronda Rousey, supposedly. So they're not going to – I thought her this. NXT push especially was. Yeah. I've been asked, Sean, as a member of the media, what do you think of Ronda Rousey not talking to the media? That's um, a good question. I'm a little torn because if you want me to be completely honest, she was more than generous with her time in the past. And if she can negotiate that, then she negotiated it. She doesn't have to do it. My problem lies in them canceling, not canceling, not scheduling their open workout days, not scheduling their Wednesday press conference. Because that also affects Amanda Nunes. It affects Dominic Cruz, whose shit talk game is among the best of all time. Uh, that, it affects, tie makes you, that tie makes you look like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Cody Garbrandt, Carbrandt's like, well, look at your tie. Oh, boy. It affects them. Uh, it affects people. Now, we don't have a photographer that's going to the events yet. We will soon, hopefully. That's not, that's. There are a lot – there's a lot that goes into stuff like this. Like I talk a lot about how I go to those Columbus shows for WWE and NXT. I do that mainly to get pictures. WWE doesn't let people at ringside at these NXT – this NXT show because you can't take a long lens and do regular WWE shows or NXT shows. The Arnold, they're like, hell yeah, bring your long lenses. I get to come there. I get to take pictures of all these people, Alexa Bliss, American Alpha, Shinsuke Nakamura, who are going to be big stars. We get those. We don't have to use stuff that we find on Wikipedia that everybody else is using. We get our own stuff. There's a lot that goes into this, and that's a big thing for Ronda Rousey, too. Like You can't always get cage side. We're a brand-new site. So for us, them not doing a media conference call, them not doing a media – or not doing a – uh, media phone call, anything of that nature, it does affect us. 
There's but, an inter- oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's Sorry. tough. No, go ahead. There's an interesting duality here to me because I think given that the show is on an off night from the usual, I think there is a responsibility from both Nunez and Ronda to hype up the fight and to do as much media as possible. But in terms of Ronda's brand, there's a very fascinating logic to this if you wanted to think about it that way in that her not doing media makes us fans and people who watch go oh she's still a poor sport about losing and it makes you hate ronda more to the point where you're probably gonna buy the fight to see if she gets her ass kicked by amanda nunez yeah. i think i think it helps serve her brand quite a bit to not do the fight but i think it doesn't serve the ufc's brand for them not to do the not to do the media hype she reserves the right to change her damn mind about how she approaches the media, about how she approaches things. There's that – it was the Stephen A. Smith thing. Like, it wasn't that you lost. I can't believe that she would not do the media right now, Sean Ross Sapp. Oh, sorry. That's like yeah, Stephen and she did a thing. It's like it's how you presented yourself. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. You, she doesn't have to present herself as anything. She can present herself as something on Tuesday and something completely else on Wednesday because she's, she's a fucking human being. Like, she doesn't owe the media anything. No. She owes the media a fight on Friday because she's contracted to it. She wasn't contracted to talk to the media for this. And so I've gotten a lot of the, what about the double standard uh, for her and Conor McGregor? Conor McGregor was contracted to do that. He was supposed to. And not only did he not do it, he was perpetually late. Now, I'm pretty sure that he's going to say, hey, let me get that Rousey deal. But, I, I, I think she should fight Slava Medvedenko. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I wish she would have done the media call, the media phone call, the press conference, and the open workouts. Maybe one West Coast, one Central, one East Coast talk show. That's it. She doesn't got to. She doesn't need to talk to every MMA media member. The right. WWE takes a very similar approach with this stuff. Now, the WWE has given me interviews because for whatever reason, they, they like me. Or at, least, or at least around March when I'm there covering their shit live, they seem to like me. Um, but you may notice, uh, not to name drop sites, but the Wrestle Zones, the Wrestling Inks, uh, the Lords of Pains, the Cage Side Seats, even the Fifles, we're n- they're not like chomping at the bit to give us interviews. Because they no. know when they give it to newspapers, to ESPN, to Sports Illustrated, that it will get covered by ESPN, Sports Illustrated, USA Today, and all that stuff. And then every single wrestling website will pick up on it. Right. They don't have to. And, and I have friends who do, do work for AfterBuzz. And so when they give the interviews to AfterBuzz, they know they can control the message and the spin there and that it won't be oh, yeah. anything off script of any kind. No surprises. You're going to get your basic, well, how are you feeling going into this WrestleMania type of, you know, type of bad backstage interview question type thing. When, when, I, when I interviewed Alexa Bliss, I had people that said, why are you standing so far away? Well, guys, and why is it so dark? Well, because the She's WWE tells you, tells you which direction to film they say stand on this x she stands on that x and you're standing like this 
racing they say, towards. They say you have two qu- two questions or two minutes. One of the two, depending two on minutes. how they're feeling. Yeah, two minutes is what I had. One more other question: um, Why is UFC allowing Ronda to get away with no media when they have never done this for anybody else? They have allowed it for somebody else. Uh, Sarah McMahon didn't do any media. There are a lot of have people you, who didn't. Have you seen how much money Ronda has brought in yeah. for the UFC? That's funny thing. Yeah. Guys, Fightful.com, place to be, live podcasts all the time. Subscribe to us, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher. Also, check out Anna Bauert's Most Ridiculous segment. It's on our YouTube. It's on our page. It's under our feature section for Anna Bauert, one of my favorite uh, things every week. Also, every, every Monday, Tuesday, well, every Tuesday, Wednesday, we're bringing you the raw YouTube rankings to give you a more accurate breakdown of who is interested in what segment. Don't forget that UFC 207 live coverage this Friday. Also, get those forums up and going, guys. Mm. And if we hypothetically were to get any T-shirts, let us know what you'd want to see on them in our comments. Jeff, my fellow Sheedy Award winner, yes, where can they find you? And tell us about Shake Dem Rizopes. Will do. You can find me on the Twitter game at crapgame 13 uh, this week on Shake Them Ropes, myself and Mr. Rob McCarron. Probably a bit of a year of review show, but we'll go over Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, and our top 100 match to see before you die this week from WrestleMania 17, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs 2, the Dudleys versus the Hardys versus Edge and Christian. Guys, follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Got a little blue check mark next to my name because I'm fancy. Follow us at Fightful Online on Twitter and <laughs> Facebook. Fightful.com. What up? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.